0: Today's podcast is from online worship on Sunday the 7th of March and I just want to say a warm welcome to everyone listening by telephone today and I do hope you are all well. Uh, We're just going to begin our service as we pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just ask your blessing upon this time of worship as we are gathered across this town, scattered, across nations, but joined through our faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for everyone watching and listening, and wherever people are in their spiritual journey, perhaps still seeking, perhaps at the beginning of that journey, or for those who have been faithful followers of Jesus for many, many years. Lord, I just ask your blessing upon us all today. As we read your word together, as we listen to the preaching of your word, as we worship in song, may our hearts be encouraged, may we be strengthened, may we be built up for these challenging and difficult times. Lord, we thank you that we are beginning to see glimpses of hope as more and more people eh, take up the vaccine, as the number of cases of COVID-19 are going down, as the government begins to look at relaxing the rules that we need to follow at the moment, as we begin to see plans for shops and businesses reopening. And Lord, we also hope that churches will be able to reopen for worship soon too. So Lord, we pray for guidance for all those in leadership in our governments, for church leaders, for community leaders, the counsellors as well, that you would guide them all to take the right steps to make wise decisions for all our good and benefit. And Lord, we especially pray for our young people and children as well, going to school, those preparing to start back at high school this coming week, alone on a part-time basis, for younger children who have already been back at school this past week. Lord, we pray that you would just help them. There's been a huge disruption to their learning. And I know that many have been struggling with not seeing their friends, not having a routine. And we just pray for them. And pray for the teachers as well, that this has been a very difficult time for them that you would help them, give them guidance and strength and wisdom eh, in these times. And Lord, we just ask your blessing upon us now as we come together in worship and as we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples, the church family prayer, as we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever. Amen. Okay, we're going to uh, sing uh, a couple of hymns. If you want to sing along, feel free to join in. And uh, this first one is Be Thou My Vision. Uh, sometimes called the Breastplate of St. Patrick, and it's the Celtic worship uh, group that are playing this. And a big thanks to them for allowing us to use their music today. Uh, And then we're going to sing ancient words uh, afterwards as well. And our theme today is looking at the power of God's word, the power of the message of Jesus to change and transform us. And I think both of these hymns that we're going to sing together you know, speak about the, the power of God's word eh, to change us and transform us eh, in so many amazing ways. Be thou my vision and ancient words. Feel free to sing along with us.
1: my vision O Lord of my heart not
2: in words have ever true. true changing me and changing you we have come with We have called
0: This reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, and I'm reading from verse 1. And if you have a Bible at home, feel free eh, to read along with me. Again Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered round him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said... Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, multiplying thirty, sixty, or even a 100 times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding, otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path, where the word is sown. and the desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown in good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times what was sown. Amen. I'm just going to pray as we ask God to help us to understand the words of Jesus in the gospel that we just read together and to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to apply God's Word to our own lives, to our hearts, that God would transform us and change us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just ask that as we read and listen to your word together, that your word would be planted into our hearts and into our minds. As we reflect together on the gospel, that you would make Jesus real to us, that you would bring his words alive and teach us your truths. And show us your way. How we should live, how we should follow Jesus, and what it means to be one of his disciples. In his name we pray. Amen. Now, for some of you who are maybe been watching over the past few weeks, we've been following a series of messages looking at some of the core truths of the gospel, that is the good news of Jesus. We've been looking at who Jesus is, why he came, why he died on the cross, what the resurrection means, and then last week looking at grace as well. And so we've been looking at these aspects of the gospel over the past few weeks, and each week I've, I've challenged you, depending on where you are, in your faith journey, some who've been following Jesus for many many years and others perhaps at the beginning or even just starting out on that journey. have given you different challenges in how you respond to the gospel message and today's message is really to help us all to understand what God's Word is doing in our lives and trying to understand the different ways that people respond and hopefully this will be helpful to you regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey and um, we all need this teaching of Jesus regardless of where we are so today we have the parable of the sower and this is found in the gospel of mark chapter 4 and the way Jesus teaches this parable The first half, he just tells a parable on its own and then he takes his own disciples aside and they're confused, they don't understand what he's trying to teach. And so he then explains to them what the parable means. And parables are truth told in story form where the truth is there for everyone to see and understand but You have to put some effort into really trying to understand the spiritual truth underneath it. So, right in the middle of these two parts where Jesus tells the parable, then he explains it. He says this to his disciples in verse 9, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, Jesus is saying, everything I'm trying to teach you, at this particular point in time, is in the parable. All information is there. You just have to look and listen. It is all there. Some people are able to see it straight away. Others, it takes a wee while. Others perhaps don't see it at all. And why this is important is that the good news about Jesus can change your life, but only if you hear it properly. The gospel of Jesus is powerful. It's life transforming. But if we don't hear it properly, it's not going to enter our heart. But until we understand it properly, it's not going to change our lives. It's not going to transform us. It's not going to help us to become disciples of Jesus. So that's why it's important that we listen and look carefully. At Jesus teaching. So First of all Jesus says listen a farmer went out to sow his seed and as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Now maybe for some of you maybe you have a garden at home you'll have witnessed this yourself if you put seed out for vegetables or plants or something that you're putting in your garden. If you don't put a net over it, if you don't protect the seed, it won't be too long before birds arrive and eat up all the seed. So Jesus then explains what he means behind this part of the parable. And if you have a Bible at home, you may want to jump between the two sections. But in verse 15 of Mark 4, Jesus talks about Satan being like a thief who wants to take the gospel message uh, from us. And this is how he describes it, Mark 4 and 15. And Jesus says, Some people are like the seeds that fall along the path. As soon as they hear the message, Satan comes and takes it away. So what Jesus is describing here is a spiritual reality that we all live in, that there is good and evil in this world, that God is our creator and there is a spiritual being called Satan or the devil. He's not the eco of God, but he is described as a fallen angel in the Bible and he is the enemy of God, but he is also the enemy of human beings as well. Satan hates when people come close to God or when people come into God's kingdom. There's nothing he hates more. And so he will do everything to prevent God's word from entering our hearts and from changing a person's life. So we are all in a spiritual battle, in effect. The Apostle Paul uh, puts it this way, for we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and powers in the heavenly realm. In other words, in the spiritual realm, There are spiritual powers that are at work against God and everything that he wants to do and against human beings as well. And so Jesus is just pointing out the the reality here that sometimes the gospel message will not get through to people because we have an enemy working against us. So for those listening today who are believers, this is something to really pray about in your prayers when you're praying for the ministry of the church when you're you're praying for the preaching of the gospel when you're praying for your own friends is to remember that you're part of a spiritual battle in all of this and pray that god would send his angels to fight on your behalf so that your friend may hear the gospel that Satan may not prevent them from hearing it that is so important and it's something that I think so often we overlook you know when we talk about evangelism when we talk about the ministry of the church really do we ever talk about this and yet this is how Jesus begins the explanation of the parable that there is a spiritual war going on for the souls of men and women and we must pray that God prevails, that God's word prevails against the devil. So in this next part of the parable, we see that some seed fell in rocky places where it didn't have much soil and it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. When the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. So what Jesus wants us to imagine is soil covered with stones or rocks. And there really isn't enough room for the seeds to kind of take deep root. So for a plant to be healthy, the soil has to be healthy and the soil has to be loose as well so that the roots can grow down. If the ground is hard and it's rocky, then the plant is not going to put down deep roots into the soil and so in a a physical sense when the wind comes when a, a flood comes the the plants are going to be uprooted they're not going to last so that's the kind of image that Jesus wants us to see here so the spiritual reality behind this is that some people don't count the cost of following Jesus So when things get difficult, when trouble comes, and for some Christians that may mean appearing to look foolish in front of friends, receiving ridicule, perhaps at work or among family. For some people it could cause real problems within family, either because there are family members who perhaps don't have faith as such or those who follow a different faith it can cause problems for people or sometimes it can be a loss of friendships and pressure from other people there's all sorts of things that a person can face when they decide to follow Jesus Christ and for some even persecution There are some countries across the world where Christians do face persecution on a daily basis. We think of China, the Middle East and North Africa, where being a Christian is very, very difficult. So if the gospel has not taken deep root in a person's life and trouble comes, it's very unlikely that faith is going to last. So Jesus here is just describing a spiritual reality. that, In the lives of some people, they appear to accept the gospel Gladly and willingly at the beginning. But sometimes when trouble comes, they fall away, sadly. And then Jesus in verse 4 of Mark chapter 4 says, Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. So you imagine seed being sown into thorns and I think perhaps what Jesus has in mind here is uh, thorns that grow low in the ground which you can sometimes see in sort of desert type areas in, like the Middle East and a plant coming up through the soil and growing a little bit and doing okay until it gets to a certain height and then it gets entangled in all these thorns. And that means the plant is not going to grow and eventually it's going to wither and die. So this is a spiritual reality that Jesus describes behind this part of the parable. That for some desires for other things are stronger than their desire for Jesus. And that's something that's sad to see. And this is how Jesus describes it in verse 18 to 19. He says, other people are like the seeds sown among the thorn bushes. These are the ones who hear the message. But the worries about this life, the love for riches, and all other kinds of desires crowd in and choke the message, and they don't bear fruit. So there's all sorts of reasons why that might happen to a person. So faith has been growing. But when other things come into their life, they can be drawn in another direction. Jesus doesn't have the same attraction for them that maybe he had at the beginning. And it it could be money, as in the picture. It could be career. It could be a vision for a, a project that you have. It could be a hobby or a sport. It could be relationships or sex or alcohol or it could be all sorts of things that choke the message of God's word and it stops the growth. In other words, what effectively happens is that we stop hearing, we stop listening, we stop being nurtured by God's word and the plant dies. And that's, that's a, such a sad thing to see. And I think of even some people, you know, well-known Christian leaders who have led in ministry for many, many years and there has been a sort of moral failure or sometimes doubts of faith and all of a sudden they stop following Christ. And that is, that's such a hard thing to, to witness and to see in someone's life. But Jesus is telling us not to be surprised when that sometimes happens, because it's, Jesus is describing a, a spiritual reality here. Sometimes people can value other things more than what they value Jesus. And then in verse 20, Jesus goes on to say, But some people understand that Jesus is the greatest treasure in the world. And this is how he describes it in verse 20. But other people are like the seeds sown in good soil. They hear the message, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So Jesus is comparing healthy spiritual growth to a harvest of fruit or a a harvest of corn or whatever it might be in the field that's been planted. And so spiritual fruit or spiritual results come from hearing God's word, allowing it to nurture us, allowing it to grow freely. And then in time, It bears a spiritual harvest. And the result of that is a changed life. The result of that is someone growing closer and closer to Jesus. Someone's life is being changed and transformed. Their life is beginning to look like the life of Jesus. And know, for maybe some people hearing that for the first time, that That sounds a bit out there. How could we possibly be like Jesus? And yet, that is God's goal for all of us. He wants us to be like his son, Jesus. That is what we are called to. That is the goal of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, working in our hearts, making us more and more like Jesus. And that's what the spiritual harvest looks like as faith grows as prayer grows as our worship grows and increases as our giving grows as our serving others grows as our love grows these are all signs of the the fruit of god's spirit in our lives just going to to end with this thought that the gospel has power to break through into every human heart that is if we will listen and act on what we hear see God's word is powerful God's word is like the tiny seed that has a tree packed into it I'm always amazed at oak trees i I love the the shape of oak trees and the shape of the leaves and the incredible colors that you see one of my favorite places um, to go unfortunately because of lockdown myself and sheila have not been able to to go there uh, for quite some time but balach country park is it's just a beautiful walk if you ever get the chance to go there and there's trees lined along the walk and there's a mixture of trees but there's quite a lot of them are oaks and you see these tiny little acorns the seed of an oak tree and you think this little thing became this huge tree just because it was planted in the ground it was watered by the rain it was nurtured and it grew over time into this amazing beautiful tree and god's word is like that little acorn that tiny seed over time if we continue to be nourished and nurtured by god's word as we read it as we hear it as we hear the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of god's word we're nourishing our souls day by day week by week month by month and over time something is growing And it's our spiritual life is growing. And in time, that is going to bear fruit. We're going to be more like Christ. We're going to have greater love for one another. We're going to see the value of Jesus even more. And to see him as our greatest treasure. We're going to want to worship him. We're going to want to go to him in prayer our faith is going to increase so that even when we are hit from the side by those things that life can often throw at us, you know, there are so many things that can happen to us that can shake faith to its very foundation. But when we nurture faith in our lives with God's word, we will be far better equipped to to believe and trust in God in whatever situation might come our way. I'm always in awe when I hear stories of the martyrs of the early church and even in our own history, of people who suffered so many things in their lives and their faith was tested to the very limits and yet their faith remained so strong. That's the kind of faith that we, that we all want. That's the kind of faith that we all need for these times that we live in. Faith that will grow and grow and grow over time and bear a great harvest For God's kingdom not just for ourselves but for our community that will have an impact on others that will have an impact on the whole church and to see God's kingdom come will you pray with me let's pray heavenly father we thank you for your word to us today in the message of Jesus in this parable Lord, I pray that you would help us to see the power of the gospel, the power of your word in our lives. Lord, help us to see the spiritual reality that we all live in, that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and powers that are your enemy and our enemy. And seek to hinder the gospel from reaching the ears of men and women and boys and girls. Lord, help us to pray into those situations. That we pray that your word would go out unhindered. That we would receive it unhindered in our own lives. And Lord... We pray for those situations where people have heard your gospel but it hasn't taken deep root Lord we pray that while there is time for for some that your word would go deep into their lives so that when troubles come they will be prepared for that and that their faith will stand for those who have walked away from the faith, that you would create opportunities for them to hear again the wonderful good news of Jesus. And Lord, for those who have been drawn away by desires for other things, who once followed Jesus, who once obeyed his teaching, but have walked away, Lord, we pray that you would bring them back to you. Lord, draw back all the prodigal sons and daughters that they would return home to you, Lord. And Lord, help us to to pray. To pray for those who are being drawn away. Perhaps those who haven't given up yet but whose lives are taking different directions. Lord, help us to pray That you would help them to open your word to hear your word to nourish faith again in their lives and lord we pray that all of us would hear your word gladly but it would take deep root but also bring a great spiritual harvest in our lives that we would grow in every way to become more and more like your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our service today, and I want to thank you all for watching, and for those listening at home uh, by telephone as well. Uh, So I'm just going to pray God's blessing upon you, and I'll, I'll let you go your way and get your lunch. Now, may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all now and always. Amen. So we'll be here at the same time next Sunday, 12 noon, live on Facebook and YouTube. And for those listening by telephone, it is a little bit later, usually uh, Sunday evening before that is uh, updated again. Uh, But I hope you'll all be able to join us uh, next week and uh, take care everyone and we'll see you soon.